The Say Something Podcast is brought to you by AmomentWithMorris.com and BlackBlueprints.com. That's BlackBlueprints with a Z dot com. I am Jermaine Morris here with the one and only Mr. Barry Axius. Peace and blessings, family. As we bring you this newest installment of the Say Something Podcast. Say something, say something, say something. Myself and Barry get together every week, talk about everything, the traffic out here in the life and the world out here in these straights. In these cold, cold, cold streets. Let's <laughs> <laughs> do that side. Coming at you every week with a brand new episode. We're bringing you episode number 48. 48. 48 of the Say Something Podcast. Come on. Special shout out to this gentleman. I, I, I dig deep to really think about it, but I think this guy kind of crystallizes a lot that's going on out here in, in, in the world in these streets right now. To uh, number 48, to Nazi Mohammed. Now, if you remember Nazi Mohammed, he just recently quit playing, so it's not like this is an old, old school player. He was a two-time champion with Kentucky, uh, and he played for eight teams in 18 seasons. And one of those teams was the Chicago Bulls, right? Yep, number 48 for Chicago Bulls. But he was, I mean, he played for the Sixers, he played for the, for the, for the Spurs, he won a championship with the Spurs in 05. Uh, he was with the OKC Thunder twice. Uh bunch of other teams. He, he made his rounds. He was on the Knicks. He was on the uh, Pistons. He was on the then Bobcats. Made his rounds. This and is he, probably the most he's ever been talked about. Well, sort of. Well, he, he contributed on that Spurs winning team. He even started some games that season. Um, when they but, beat the Miami Heat? Uh, yeah, the 05 run. Yeah. There wasn't Miami Heat. Then either. Who was 05? Pistons. 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 That uh, was a horrible series. Yeah. Well, fundamentally, it was good. If you was a high school I mean, basketball was, I mean, coach, it was a good basketball playing, but it was like overall yeah, eighty-two to eighty-eight type scores. That was it just if wasn't was, exciting. If you was a high school basketball coach, you loved that. But the, a big thing about him is that he was the type of dude, journeyman. He was the type of dude that would come in, and he was the guy that worked the system. Mm. Like whichever team he ended up in, he came in and kind of acclimated to that system and kept it moving. He was a guy that you could plug and play. In different systems, different schemes, different you know coaching styles. He was really versatile that way. You don't get to lead eighteen seasons, you know, if you just if you're a complete scrub. And so his claim to fame is um, pushing LeBron James. Uh, that's his claim. Well, I, I don't know if that's his claim to fame. I'm serious. Like it was a Chicago game, and he pushed LeBron James, and it was like I went viral, man. Yeah. Well, his I would say his big thing is he was duct tape. Like, he was just universal. He was just apply it anywhere. But and, I'm going to tell you what people are going to remember him for is pushing LeBron. Okay, that's fine. But what I'm saying, why I wanted to address him for the stuff that's going on. Because you couldn't find no other 48. No, no, there was a couple of 48. Really? But this is why. It's because he was a dude that was a cog in a machine that could fit into wherever he played and keep the system for where he was at going. He could keep whatever was going on. He kept it in play. He kept it happening. You put him in there. He wasn't disruptive. He was he was duct tape. He was universal, and he was real good about keeping a system afloat. Injuries go down, different schemes, whatever. He could keep it happening, and that's big because right now we've got a lot going on to where people are getting their Muhammad on across the board. They they all these different systems, all these different things going on. There are these dudes who keep these machines going. These dudes who keep certain things happening in the workplace, certain things happening in our government, certain things happening with our children and our communities, certain things that are, that are happening with our finances, stuff happening. That there are these dudes who come in who you don't hear about. They're not front page guys, but they're the ones that keep perpetuating a lot of the things that keep happening that are going on that are, are troubling everyday people, you know, and, and these journeymen. In the government, these journeymen at, at our state capitals, these journeymen in our school districts, these journeymen in our communities who keep this b- bullshit really perpetuated that's affecting us financially, education system, law enforcement, government, all that stuff, you know, w- apply that same kind of mentality that they keep all these things going. And I think before we jump in too much, I think something that's that news and noteworthy. We are talking about the uh, the word of the year. Okay. That that fits in with, with what this guy and this type of system, this type of thinking keeps going on. The 2017 word of the year 
from uh, dictionary.com. Every year they come up with the word that's most, uh, not just just used the most, but kind of the most impactful kind of word for the year. That's the theme of kind of what's going on. That's all the word searches, the, the online stuff, you know, the word. And so the word of 2017 was complicit. Huh. And just in case if you don't have your, uh, your dictionary or your thesaurus in front of you, uh, the definition of, of uh, complicit, I'll make sure I give it to you Webster style. Webster style. You know, the definition is choosing and choosing is the optimal word. Uh, choosing to be involved in an illegal or questionable act, especially with others. So it's not like you're just doing something on your own. You're, you're choosing to be involved in an illegal or questionable act, especially with others. You the accomplice. You the henchman. You the lookout. You the wheelman. You the shooter. Like at some point, you the journeyman to some to some nonsense that's going on, and that that is a theme that's going on. We got a lot of folks out there who who are who are being accomplices to the stuff that's going on. You know, we keep bringing up the headlines of the dudes who are getting busted. You know, the 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 the, the Russell Simmons, the, the the Charlie Roses, the Matt Lowers who are getting busted for all these sexual assault allegations. But I'm talking about also saying something. To the dude who's in the office next door, to the person at the office down the hall, you know what I'm saying? Like the people who've known about this for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, who was who was an accomplice. You may not have ever pushed up on some girl up against the desk or you may not have ever, you know, exposed yourself or slipped something in somebody's drink. But you went to go get the water. You know what I'm saying you casually left the room when you knew what was about to happen. You all of a sudden had to go to the bathroom when you knew it was about to go sideways. Mm. You know, I think we need to say something to those individuals. You know, the folks that's complicit with the stuff that's going on, the folks that are involved and engaged in these certain activities, because you are guilty if you purposely look the other way because you chose to. You guilty if you knew it was about to happen, removed yourself from the situation and then didn't say something afterwards. Mm. You know, that that type of, of thought process, that type of behavior, you are keeping these machines moving. You are keeping these systems in place. And those motherfuckers need to be brought out just as much as the ones out there directly doing dirt. I think that. Um, when you look at all the situations that are going down and being broke down, one, I question the reasoning at times. I'm not definitely saying that these victims should not be heard because I express the fact that um, I feel all victims of any type of crime, sexual, um, domestic violence on the woman's side, they need to be able to speak and let their voices be heard and no one um, kind of overshadow them or make them be put in a box as if they're just making up things. But it's just... As we stated, or you stated, the fact that all of this stuff has been going on and folks have just kind of allowed them to be unchallenged and be exempt to any of the scrutiny that many of us, if we did some of these heinous acts and these things have been accused of, that we wouldn't even see the light of day, right? Yeah. It just sometimes it puzzles me how is all of this happening all at one time because it just seems like a shit show. So it lets you know that this was culture. And I think we talked about that in a few shows, maybe last show, yeah. that we were explaining about the culture. And people are now saying, we don't want this culture anymore. Yeah. It's almost like a hostile takeover, right? Yeah. It's almost like the regime that was here are now being moved out. And that, that's a bigger story. That's a bigger piece that there are moving pieces to this that are creating this um, overhaul of folks that are being uh, I won't it's, it's of course it's not blackballed but again being thrown out there to where you had guys like Bill O'Reilly keeping his job forever yeah I mean Fox News paying maybe 35 million dollars in like lawsuits yeah. right to where finally the pressure caved in and then they say we got to let this guy go and ironically he's not surfaced up where i thought that okay he'll find somewhere else to spew his hatred yeah the block have is a hot right now or something like that he has a blog no i said the block is hot yeah, right now and yeah so he's kind of like <laughs> it's really laying low yeah i think that 
when you see guys like Matt Lowry just come out and um, and get thrown out there, and I mean like immediately, like I literally was watching because I I I, I got my TV and you know my alarm and I go on and, and it's on there. I watch the news, and then of course that show comes on a Today Show or whatever, and to see him one day and then to go the next, right? Yeah. A few years ago, this wouldn't be the process. Right. I mean, you're talking about some heavyweights. We're not talking about um, Julian down the street. We're talking about some heavyweight guys that seemed untouchable. So it it really uh, makes me ponder who's moving the the, the issue. Because I don't think it's an issue, really. And this is not saying that these victims aren't victims and that they don't have valid validation for what they're saying. I honestly don't believe that because, again, when we go back to culture and we go back to um, be people being complicit about being involved in these things and kind of having one eye open and one eye shut about what's happening, yeah. there has to be some agenda that's being pushed, right? Yeah. That someone or some people or some group, some entity is like really making sure that we could say justice is being served, but I don't necessarily call it justice, but making sure that these guys, these predators, these um, individuals are are, are not going to be able to uh, get out of this situation or on top of that, making it so uneasy and creating a new narrative, right? Because now with all these guys being busted left and right, left and right, before with Bill Cosby, right? And we like to always use him as an example. It was Bill Cosby's isolated. Yeah. That was Bill Cosby. And he was going to take the fork for every person in Hollywood. Yeah. But now that it's just this guy, that guy, that guy, Everybody. that guy, right? Yeah. It's a who's who. What now the shaping of this is a narrative that creates this new culture that folks are saying we no longer want it. And it's not going to go away like, okay, yeah, that was Bill O'Reilly, paid a little bit of money, move that girl over here. No, these stories are staying right in front of our face. Well, a big part of that is, I always call it just, you know, you, this upper management little roster shifting. And so there, there's some, some musical chairs going on at a lot of these offices. And you also have to say, it, it's a good point to talk about narrative shifting, is that if you have what they've deemed to be toxic masculinity... That's the, 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 the phrase that's used for what the old days they used to call bravado. They used to call it machismo, machismo, macho man, a man's man, a real man, any of those phrases. Whatever you think of the pickup truck driving, steak and potatoes eating, you know, uh, walk by, slap the girl on her butt you know, as she walks past her. Uh, that guy is, is deemed as, is, is called toxic masculinity. It's the face of where you're an overexposure of male uh, energy and testosterone to where to the point to where it has to impede upon another human being. Like I have to impose my masculine will on you and you have to deal with how I am is what the, the movement to get away from it is. And it's supposed to be a feeling that is somewhat oppressive to not only women, but to homosexual men. So now when you have a campaign to remove the, the quote unquote toxic masculine man, who do you think you're going to replace it with? Because as you see, all these guys are stepping down. You're not going to see their equal counterpart replaced. You're not removing a 60 year old white guy with a 60 year old white guy. You're not shifting over the 50 year old white dude for the 50 year old white dude. You're shifting over the 50 year old white dude for the 40 year old woman. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You're shifting over to the 60-year-old white heterosexual for the 40-year-old white homosexual. So the the female, the feminist movement, and the LBGT community are, are really doing some shifting because when you go to the corporate level for these types of movements, in order to appease, it's, it's the equivalent to having a racial issue, and now you have to hire blacks, Latinos, whatever. Well, it's just for some folks. No, no, I'm just, yeah. no, I'm just, I'm just, yeah. I'm just agreeing. I'm happy that you said it before me. Yeah. So the equivalent is uh, of having a racial issue where you have affirmative action where you hire minorities. Quote, unquote, this is the equivalent to to remove that toxic masculinity environment and culture. You're going to now put in women and homosexual men. Mm-hmm. So now you're going to see a, a, a power structure shift on the on a lot of these levels of, of uh, network television, oh. of movies, film studios, radio, 
uh, all that stuff. You're going to start seeing a, 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 a cultural shift when it comes to how those things are, are, are done and who's sitting where. You know, you had Russell Simmons who had to, to step down. Because Everything. So, you know, that's Def Jam, that's Def Comedy Jam, you know, the old Fat Farm stuff, the Rush card, his HBO deals. Everything. All that stuff. He has removed himself, took his name off everything. And you're going to see who puts in, who they put in his place. They've already moved these execs around. And you'll see women's names on a lot of these ledgers. You're going to start seeing that cultural shift. And then you just watch, start watching your television. There's a lot of women journalists right now whose phones are ringing. Because networks want to show that they're female sympathetic and that we don't condone this behavior. Because when we talk about the complicit dudes, like a dude who came out caping for Matt Lauer was Geraldo Rivera. Oh, Geraldo. Oh, Geraldo. He came out caping for Matt Lauer. And as soon as he came out caping, Bette Midler came out and brought up the sexual assault charge she had against him. That Matt Geraldo came out caping for Matt Lauer talking about, you know, almost don't come from a boy. And Bette Midler, the old actress, Academy Award nominee, she might be a winner or something. Uh, she came out on some 91, 92 stuff where Geraldo uh, drugged and groped her on some Cosby stuff. Like these dudes, you're going to start seeing a lot of, lot of, lot of regime change. You know, but to me, we got to say something about these dudes who are out here doing dirt. Be mindful of the Kansas City shuffle. Where they, they make you look left while they go right for some of this other stuff. And then also get these get these Geraldos, get these dudes out there, get these these Trumps who are, who are, who are caping for their boys to try to keep this the status quo on a culture that is abusing and, and oppressing people. I have no problem with the exposure of pedophiles, predators, monsters, um, motherfuckers that use their power to uh, get something. Yeah. And folks that. We know damn well if they wasn't in their position, half these folks wouldn't even get the um, the luxuries of the quality of women that they've been exposed to. Yeah. Whether by force or just by chance because they're in this power position, right? Yeah. No problem with that. Do what the fuck you want to do. Um, but what I I fear, and I want to be very um, clear and correct on how I use my words because of that fact that. There has been this um, seemingly attack on the heterosexual male, the fact that it's always being used as uh, machismo, misogynistic, and uh, like all these words that are always put in front of male, whether it's black male, white male, whatever, um, as if all men are almost pigs, right? At yeah. the same point that... Well, you're a black man, and I don't like you looking at me at like at the, the way that you're looking at me. Or, well, I'm a female, and if I feel like I want to um, show my tits to the world, then that's okay, because that's my own sexuality, and okay. you can't tell me how to navigate or um, be sexual, right? Then you have the shifting and the changing of the guard of what we're seeing, and you touched on it because I didn't want to cut jump jump on those can of worms just yet because that's exactly how I see it. It's like okay, this um, mountain of of manhood, so to speak, and I'm not debating the fact that if these men were a little bit too manly and were a little bit too aggressive by using their power and, and, and persuading some women. I believe that there's a lot of persuasion, but then there's a lot of women that um, have allowed, right, this kind of behavior because this is something that they know they are sexy and they utilize it to, to bridge their way up to the There's to women who have been complicit in this stuff too. Exactly, right? So in the same sense, it's like it's a give and go. I, I always look at it, well, hey, you know, there's sometimes if a woman doesn't, like, oblige this rich old guy right this rich old guy won't think that well maybe i can go get this 20 year old because every single 20 year old i've tried to get have denied me right but yeah. you get that one then he thinks oh shoot i can fires hope i can, I can <laughs> get whoever so clearly again it's not blaming the victim but at the same sense that this attack on heterosexual males, for the most part, 
And we're just talking about the guys that are just approaching a woman and saying a compliment and it now goes left because that's where we're at right now. It's how do you as a man even engage with the woman without because of the narrative shift now women being more empowered to the point where as a man we might have to have classes on how do we engage with women but yet and still the way women engage with us can be however they feel fit. And we really, because it's not a man's thing to do to say, hey, the sexual harassment from um, Anna, you know, I I, I don't well, feel comfortable. A little bit. So that that so agreeing with you first. And there are some people who will say they can't equate the two about what you hear about all the sexual assault and then just average approaching a woman. That is much closer than most people think. Well, if, if you're somebody who has not of dealt with a uh, type of sexual harassment in the workplace or really been scrutinized under that type of system, you think a guy coming up to you is annoying. You know, oh, man, these dudes trying to holler at me at work or, or, or this, whatever. But it has also been the, the narrative has shifted that commenting upon a woman's looks. It, they had the thing, the video a few years back about the woman who walked through New York City oh, yes. to see about it all the times that she got catcalled or that she some dude hollered something about her appearance. The the, the narrative is, is that as a man, you have absolutely no place to comment on a woman's looks unsolicited. So unless she asks you, how do I look? Do I look sexy? Does this look good on me? Does this fit my body right? Any unsolicited comments to how she looks, whether they be negative or positive, are seen as a negative in the new society. You can't say if you got something negative to say, you can't you can't slut shame saying that, you know, she got her titties out or, or that. You can't can't slut shame her. You can't even say that you appreciate the form in her body because you've now made her a sexual object you've objectified her and now you've made her feel uncomfortable or any of those things so there actually really is uh, a, a new textbook on how to approach what's going to happen is is that women are going to have to be the aggressors that it, an environment and a lot of them have yeah but there's an environment being created that a man approaching a woman is damn near illegal you know, and so ladies, and this is going to be one of those be careful what you wish for. I get it that nobody wants to be sexually assaulted. Not this, at all. Well, I'm saying this in no way, shape, or form uh, alleviates them dudes. You know, the Matt Lauer situation, he even talked about how he had a button under the desk that he could lock the door from his desk without having to get up. So once he, like, like the old, uh, the, the the evil guys yeah, in the yeah. movies with the trap door, the button under the desk. He had one of those buttons. That, so the, as soon as the woman walked in, he could hit the button under the desk and it would lock the door so she couldn't get out. Yeah. Dudes like that need to be roasted like they're getting yeah. them. Not yeah, only does sure. he need to lose his job, but he need to do some jail time. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I'm just saying for my own no, personal. No, I'm just trying to, I, I'm agreeing totally. Yeah. So but, when, go ahead. So when we look at, you know, society wise, those de that degree of sensitivity is going to change the, the way that men and women interact. Uh, but there is definitely a regime change that's happening through these corporate offices and corporate structure. And, 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 you, and you saw that coming when <laughs> you saw the level of power that the LGBT was getting on all fronts. You saw the level of strength as they were able to create a movement into actual policy, right, and policy change. Um, you saw the levels of, of, of power that the feminine uh, movement was having as in particularly they were able to um, make some believe that you know men are, are are just pretty much not as significant as they used to be the expendable man exactly the concept. And, and in yeah. a sense of uh, machismo being toxic and I'm just like uh, we we have in all these new words and all these different definitions like sexual assault the definition to me, from what I will stand and, 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 and realize, and it may be inaccurate, is just like really a man trying to assault or a man forcing his way yeah. into a woman and, and so on and so forth. But in, in reality, that the lens that there, that's been created, and again, it's me being with the victims, but I have to also be very clear that a lot of this stuff is going to get other men who are trying to be the voice of reason in trouble as far as just collateral damage. Because now I have to think of every time I talk to a woman, 
I mean, are they going to bring back? Oh, it's new rules. Barry Axius, I remember when you slapped that girl in junior high. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like and this yeah. is this is kind of like where we're at. It's oh, I, yeah, I did that. And again, there's different kind of things that yes, you are allowed to bring that back. Um, 25 years later, I I, I feel if that was something that happened, you got sexually assaulted. I you know what? We can't sit there and say, oh, well, because it was 25 years ago, what does it matter now? It matters a lot. But consensual sex, a lot of that stuff happens, man. And let's not be blinded to when it does happen compared to when it's an assault. And at the same particular time, this happening, as we said, this is not a ironic coincidence. Folks want to go ahead and now uh bring justice and victims to life like this this uh, this movement this is a power play bro if no one sees what kind of power play this is you're blind to the fact is it good that yes we get some of that shit out of our closet and clean it up but again like you said be careful what you wish for yeah so to to clear up some on what because because the old days when you talked about what sexual assault is the first thing that if you of a certain age first you equate that to is rape yeah you know, some dude jumping out the bushes, trying to trying to throw the jogger to the ground or hiding behind, the, you know, the bathroom door or whatever to, to you can get hit with sexual assault. Uh, if OK, so the same way, think of just remove the sexual part. Yeah. So just assault. If two, if you get into it, a, a verbal altercation with somebody and you get to talking that I'm going to beat your ass talk and you and you motion towards somebody cuz to get a, a, a fight does not require you to throw a punch yeah. the other person just has to believe you're about to hit them so if you're saying what man he kept talking this he was going to beat my ass stuff and then he pressed up on me and raised his fist that that to me is the fight started like i didn't have to get like and 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 in the eyes of the law it is so the same thing when you deal with the woman if you make her feel physically threatened mm. uh, uh, of a sexual nature you know, the same way if you throw a racial slur out, it becomes a hate crime. Yeah. If you press up on a woman and make her feel threatened and make her feel fearful and it's of a sexual nature, you can get hit with a form of sexual misconduct, sexual battery. The officer don't come into physical contact with her, you know, like any of those things. And you can all of a sudden end up on a registration list. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it does not take much. Now, I get the sensitivity for the people who because we had all these cases of dudes who were doing the most and were getting off. So they've raised the level of sensitivity to make it easier to catch criminals. Yes. But you have to be mindful if you're not, which is why I'm saying you if for you a young man or old man out there, especially if you're old man, you used to holler in a certain way. Oh, you got to switch that up. That old slapping behinds, uh, grabbing the elbow, Uh tugging on the back of their hair when they walk by. All that mess, which was prevalent oh. in the 90s, 80s, hey ma, 90s, hey ma, all that mess, it better be, excuse me, miss, is it okay if yes. I talk to you? Yes. yes. You better put your job application voice on, your, 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 your job it, interview voice, and, and you better be real clear. And you got to stay out those DMs and, 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 um, and those uh, uh, in, you know, instant messages. All that, all that, anything unsolicited. So I said, it's at the stage now where women are going to have to be the aggressors because dudes going to have to be on eggshells. But talking about what you're saying about the regime change, about oh, how for sure, well, segwayed into something else and talking about people being complicit with a certain degree of behavior, a little more not to take anything away from the, the, the degrees of sexual assault, but a little I'm not going to say more serious, but a very serious issue going on is with the issue that we have with Libya, the, 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 the slave trade going through Libya. And a lot of complicit people have been involved in this country about looking the other way. And a lot of that is based upon a regime change. People wonder about how does all of a sudden if they don't think that there's going to be a huge culture shift when it comes to these sexual assault things. Well, once you remove the previous people who were there, the system runs a certain way based upon who you have there. Once you remove those people and put new people in, they may have a completely different agenda. So if you're you got a group of people in here who are all about making money. It's all we care about is making money. I don't care about you slapping your secretary's ass. As long as the bottom line hits, we're cool. Now, all of a sudden, you get a group in and we're like, we need to make sure everybody's doing this. We need to make sure everybody's doing that. Now, the money part may start getting messed up. So now you got massive layoffs, people losing their jobs, projects not coming out. stuff. You start seeing an economic shift 
when you change regimes. Yeah. They had a major regime change over there, which was spearheaded by this country under the Barack Obama administration. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, Barry. Not, not Jesus Obama. Oh, oh Barry. And, and why this sticks with the complicit no. part is that we, we touched on a little bit at the very end of last week's podcast about how America was was uh, was just crucial in, in the removing of the previous regime. Yes. Between uh, Gaddafi that was over there uh, about the system that he had in place, that he wasn't trying to play ball with with, with what this system wanted. And, and so he, they had him removed. And after having him removed, they didn't care so much about who took his place because the people who took his place didn't care about what America wanted. America wanted access to the resources of the nation. Yeah. The group that's in there don't care. They're trying to get their groove on with what they're trying to do. So we have now all these reports. You can't be on any form of social media or TV without seeing the reports of how horrific this, this situation is where uh, Libyans, Africans are being sold. They said somewhere at two, three hundred dollars. They got reports of, you know, they got video of, of the, the active trade going on. How they got videos though? Because it's so it's common. It's it's like a um, like how sexual harassment was a, a, an unspoke about secret. Like everybody in the new in the room knew that don't be alone with homie. Yeah. You know. But no one just filmed it. It's the same thing there. The, the, the region of the world knew it existed. It's just nobody really cared enough to do anything about it. You had some reports where they started putting it out and then you started getting footage. You know, and so you have all these these uh, Africans in Libya where they have a slave trade like this is 1690. And this country was involved in putting the people in place who started it. No. And has had no involvement in removing these people from it. No. You know, complicit behavior where you sit back, you are guilty by association. So let's 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 get make sure our facts are right. Okay. So let's go back to this for the folks that are paying attention. And just before we go back from the sexual harassment thing, another thing about complicitness. You got a president, like you talked about last show, that said he wants to grab someone's pussy. Yeah. He's a pussy grabber. Yeah. Just this list, just some content of all these other guys are getting fired, let go, and here's that president that said that he's a pussy grabber and wants a child molester as a judge. But let's go to this now. Yeah. Okay. So facts checks. So you are saying, let's be clear. Okay. Jesus Obama, right? Yeah. Attacked Libya. Well, this is what this was a, a campaign that was spearheaded by Hillary Clinton. Okay. This now, when you're the president, it's on your watch. Okay. So, uh, so Hillary, Hillary le- initiated the campaign. That campaign to remove what year? This was eleven. Okay. Uh, to to remove Gaddafi out of power in Libya okay. because he was trying to do some stuff that basically was messing with the church's money. <laughs> he was trying to make some moves for his people that directly conflicted with uh, America's interests. Okay. So he had to go. Okay. Uh, and so they removed him. And she was what at that particular time? Uh, was he the Secretary, Secretary of State, State, whatever. Okay. Yeah. So this was this was her her campaign to get rid of him. And so he went along with it. So when you're the president, when you're sitting in the chair, Jesus Obama, Jesus Obama, you got to You got to You got to own. I don't know if Ronald Reagan came up with the economic package that became Reaganomics, but it was on his watch. So he so 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 he get if we Bill Clinton may not have written the crime bill, (laughs) but but he signed it. So it was on his watch. Obama may not have written the plan to go in there and remove Gaddafi, but he was the guy. uh, He was the guy in the chair at the time. So this is on his watch. And it happened. The invasion of Libya happened when? Like I said, 2011. So 2011. So they go in there. Uh, and this is a man who who repped his people. You know, he did a lot for for Libya. Okay, but let's and, let's let's before we go there. Now, what was the narrative that America created about Gaddafi? That he was a terrorist. Uh, that he was just a horrible guy. That was horrible to his people. That he the was dictator, just right? uh, yeah. That he just that he had to be stopped. He you would liken him to Obama uh, to uh, Osama He'll- without the nine eleven. So yeah. the, the, put him on the same as Saddam. Like he, they were trying oh, yeah. to put him on. Well, for I some of them, no, yeah. I remember he was like the America's most wanted. I remember. Yeah, watching yeah they're trying to put CNN. Gaddafi. They tried to group him in 
with Manuel Noriega, uh, Fidel Castro. Like they try to put him in those conversations. <laughs> so he and his sons, to make sure that there was no lineage pass, were all killed. And also, so his it's sons, killed sons killed too. Kill right sons killed too. Uh, he was taken out uh, in, in a transport. He was ripped out. He was stabbed, sodomized, and killed. Oh, sodomized. Sodomized and killed. Disrespectful. So when he was removed, now who and who and who and who removed him? This was spearheaded by the United States government. So it wasn't a U.S. soldier who did the deed. Uh, U.S. was the fullback no. who, who who blocked and opened up the hole. For, for the folks to come in and get the job done. So uh, we, we, we went in there and, and uh, we, we made a way so this could happen. And so as the Gaddafi regime was removed and Libya was kind of just exposed, the forces that came in, it became a, a, a vacant title. Like if all of a sudden the heavyweight champ retires and there's nobody, he doesn't, nobody beats him for the belt. He just retires and, yeah. the, and the title is vacant. That's what Libya became. So you had anybody who had some resources, had some some pull, some leverage. They then became the you know, it's not even one guy in there. It's, you know, it's, it's different factions all throughout that region who are doing different things. Wow. And so and it's all dirty. America just needed access to the resources because that's how Gaddafi had all his money. So all the resources in that area, that's what America wanted. You know, and so, you know, we can kind of come through now on the cherry picking side of the game. And just, you know, get what we want. But we don't care about how, as a nation, don't care about how the people are being treated there. Like we said, that's the reason why we were there, because we were really pro-Libyans and that we had to go in there and save them. Now they're being trafficked out and smuggled in, in slavery like the old days slavery. And we, as a nation, don't give two Fs. Black America. Because I have to call it and say black America. Because a lot of black Americans don't even claim that they're Africans. The worst thing about this whole thing is the lack of understanding. The idea that this is just now happening. Yeah. The reason of insanity for folks to believe that, that this is just a new thing in 2017. And for the folks here, black America, as I'm talking Believing that they aren't just high-priced slaves compared to our brothers and sisters over there. And the fact that we have so many individuals pretending that they care. Yeah. That's the frustration that I lend on this whole thing. You don't care. Like, you don't give a shit about what's going on in Libya because you don't care what's going on over here. You don't care what's going on in Cleveland. If you did not stand up for Tamir Rice, you don't care. If you don't or didn't stand up for Sandra Bland, you didn't care. If you didn't stand up for Mike Brown, you didn't care. If you didn't stand up for Eric Gardner, you didn't care. If you did not look at those uh, 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 riots in Baltimore, the Baltimore uprising, uh, uh, the Ferguson uprising, here even in Sacramento, yeah. right? The the move, moments and movements that have happened here in Oakland, Los Angeles, wherever, Chicago. If you did not stand up for that, and if you're constantly participating in white supremacy and you're taking sides of trying to uh, give us your interpretation of why Colin Kaepernick should stand for the flag, like, shut up about Libya. Because right. you don't care because we have communities being gentrified and niggles will tell you all we need to do is be educated. You got people in our community killing each other and all Negroes will say all we have to do is is, is give them more jobs or, or take the guns off the streets there's so much that we lack of understanding here how are we trying to look at Libya and be outraged why because we expect more from master than we expect from ourselves we expect that this government will do the right thing we thought that Obama, Jesus Obama, was a man of integrity, not the pawn that he was and not a symbol of what black people can strive for. He was going to be almost a savior. We believe that he was for the people. So 
this going on is going to be the shocker for us in 2017 because we believe it's been happening in 2017, but don't know the backstory about Libya, don't know the backstory about Gaddafi, Gaddafi, excuse me, because we were told and sold a lie and we accepted it because when they create the narrative, just like the narrative is now with sexual harassment, now all of a sudden. Everyone's coming out. It all just work. started it happening just, now. Just happened. Yeah. Oh my God! You know, all these guys are assaulting women now. No, this has been the culture. This has been the norm. So, when I have Black America who doesn't even want to affiliate themselves with Africa, who don't even know that Libya is a part of Africa, right? Yeah. And and try to give this fake rage and try to pretend as if they're in the know or if they as their beautiful word is they're staying woke and want to ask <laughs> what do woke. we what do we do <laughs> well negro what we should have done is create that bridge instead of all you negroes going to europe going to africa to where we are protecting our resources. Okay, well, that's a very good point that you brought that up because when we talk about the complicitness of folks, the folks who are involved either directly or indirectly, at Europe's involvement in this 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 travesty and oh, this horrific damn, Europe always involved in this shit. horrific thing that's going on. So if your geography isn't strong, Libya is at the northern tip of Africa, separates Europe, Italy by the Mediterranean Sea. So if, if you're not used to what that looks like on a map, if you take the the, the curvature that goes uh, from west to east over the top part where you get near Algeria, Egypt, all this stuff, you're going to get right around the center. You'll find Libya. Then there's that body of water in between the northern part of Africa and the southern part of Europe. So Italy, the little country shaped like a boot that comes down. That's why they're they're uh, they're adjacent. It, Italy is to Africa. That's why most Italians are African. They won't tell you they are, but. Uh, that's where they they, they come from. Uh, And so Italy does not want all these African immigrants in their country anymore because to escape the slavery of Libya and and some of the surrounding areas where all this BS is going on, Africans are getting into boats like Haitians trying to come to America. So the the country of, of Italy is actually paying smuggler, Libyan militiamen, to catch Africans in these boats before they get to Italy. Mm. Because if they can make it to Europe, it's like making it to America. They can, they can stay. And they're starting to be a burden upon Italian resources. So the Italian government is paying these, these smugglers and these shady-ass uh, Libyan militiamen all this money to catch these guys. They're sending them out in boats. All of a sudden, you get, you get, they've shown all these reports and videos of these Libyan refugees who are seeing Coast Guard-looking boats where they think that they're being saved because you got all these people piled into a boat. People are starving. People are sick. Like, you know, they're, they're looking for refuge and they're getting scooped up by these ships who are turning around and bringing them back. Like when, when we look at on this side, well, where's America's involvement? Well, America was involved in the, in the jump off that put this place in that situation. What about Europe? You hear all this UN stuff. They're only protecting their interests. They don't care about what happens to these black people over there. They are literally paying people to send them back. So when we talk about, you know, the complicit behavior, not being involved, not being informed, not being engaged, you are an accomplice. Mm. There are some folks who are more directly involved than others. But your willingness to sit there and say, uh, uh, that's them over there. Mm. No, that's us over there. Mm. You know, because if we keep looking for all these other groups of people to stand up, for, let there be some mess like this. Where it comes to some of these other cultures. The reason why Italy doesn't care because they don't associate with Africans. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the reason why the, 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 the Libyans who are run, running the smuggling are Arabs. They don't associate with these black people. Yeah. We may say, share the same geographical location, but we ain't the same. Not at all. They're not rounding up Arab Libyans. They're rounding up. Now, some of them are getting thrown in there, too. But the people that they want that they want are the African Libyans. Yeah. They want the ones that they can do whatever they want to with no real backlash. Mm. And like I said, we all this 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 theme of being complicit, this theme of, of paying the playing the background, acting like you don't hear nothing through these walls or acting like you care, acting like you care. I'm going to be all rah rah in public and then I'm going to go turn on the TV and go back to business as usual when I get home. 
You know, your silence is 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 participating. Your your turning the other cheek is participating. You know, we need to start treating people like you see it happening in front of you. If you see some little girl getting grabbed, trying to get snatched up into a van, you see her. You see her yell for help. You see the van door slide and close. If you just go on and pick up your paper and walk back in the house, you're just as guilty as if you were riding shotgun in the van. Or if you see men standing up or stepping up or folks standing there putting, um, you know, truth to power and being vanguards and guardians of the community to allow folks to know what and who are the predators. Don't question the credibility of that person that's putting it out there, especially when the person has been spot on. I've dealt with that and it's disgusting. Like I'm not going to, you know, wait for some police officers or some tragedy to happen. We have to be proactive. Right. Yeah. And the fact that you thinking about all these behaviors, right, that's been going on for years and then these things that now folks are all now whoa i didn't know that was happening yeah what makes you more outraged of that but with that that you see in libya libya compared to what's happening in america yeah like have y'all not paid attention to what's going on right here well there's a very good that that's a very nice segue to another issue that's going on what has to do with some folks and this is right here this is home this is the backyard so for, in order for a culture to exist, you have to have people who are willing to participate and you have people who are willing to do nothing. Yeah. That's the only way that you can keep a, a, a behavior going. You got some folks who got to be all about that and some folks who are completely OK with letting them be all about that. Yeah. And one of the big issues that we have in this country, we're not talking about the slave trade in Libya. We're not talking about, you know, the big, you know, uh, government stuff where it pertains to, you know, with North Korea or all the stuff that exists thousands of miles away. There was a big investigation that's been going on in 2017, which led right here to this region. It has to do with human trafficking. And Sacramento is a top five in human sex trafficking. So what happened is, is that the FBI got together doing this massive uh, search through, I think it's total of almost 50 some odd counties that they were working through, which brought them down to four in particular one being Fresno, one being South Lake Tahoe. Uh, let me make sure I got the other one so they can be properly addressed. <laughs> I, I, I'm saying so South Lake Tahoe. Think of your region, South Lake Tahoe. Uh, the other two. Where do you think? What's I know one you know of. Where's the other one? Stockton. Nah. So, no, it's Sacramento. Of Sacramento. Course. Chico. So Chico, South Lake Tahoe. Fresno and Sacramento, Sacramento. Yeah. a nationwide a nationwide search through the entire FBI led them to those four counties, those four regions where they just recently had a bust where they were able to retrieve 84 children and over a not women, but children. children, the youngest one, three months old. Get out of here. The youngest victims, three months old. Uh, the average age was 15. And they rung up, they rounded up because uh, they were still in the allegedly phase because they nobody they haven't been convicted yet. Over 130 different people involved with trafficking children, and as they went through a nationwide search, it brought them to Chico, Fresno, South Lake Tahoe, and Sacramento. You can't have that much activity in that small a region without folks looking the other way, without folks acting like they didn't see nothing. Without you know what your brother's into. Yeah. You know where your sister's allowing in her house. You know what your mama's let letting go on in the bedroom. You know what your babies is doing when they come in late. We live in a society that folks are still listening to R. Kelly dude. I'm saying. I mean, you, <laughs> you, know you can't I mean? have this much activity going yeah. on if you're if you're not from this region. If you, the 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 geography from Fresno to Chico to Sacramento, you're talking about a three a three hour drive yeah. radius. Yeah. You know, you're talking about from one end to the other, the utmost possible 200 miles yeah. from the furthest point, you know, the distance away from each other, about 200 miles. And in a nationwide manhunt nationwide, it got narrowed down to 200 miles. I mean, they was looking in Florida. They was looking in Nevada. They was looking in Ohio, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Minneapolis. They was out there looking in Kentucky and they got narrowed down to a 200 mile radius. Why do you think black? People don't like talking about sexual uh, uh, abuse, uh, sex trafficking, 
and domestic violence? Like, why do we shy away for real? so often? Like, for really? real? Like, because we have found livelihood in promoting it. Mm. We have found salvation in promoting it. Glorifying the negativity. We've, and not even just, not even glorifying it, but participating. Particip- I mean, yeah, that's what I'm lyrics, saying. Like, yeah, like the reason yeah. why we don't stand up is because you may be completely against human trafficking, but you don't say anything about your 18 year old son who's pimping out three 14 year olds because he puts in on the rent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't say anything about him trafficking these little girls because he's your baby daddy and yeah. he get, and that keeps food in your baby's mouth. You don't say anything because Uncle Clarence, who's, who's staying in Grandma's back bedroom, Clarence, he he part of the family. You ain't gonna be the one. You ain't, you you're not gonna be the one that destroys the community because you call out Pastor. Because there was another case in Colorado I heard. where a pastor impregnated a 14 year old girl in the church. Year old pastor. Yep, impregnated a 14 year old and girl. Then before there was like th- like three other ones. That yeah, he impregnated her at 14. That's not when he started messing with her. So I'm saying, who wants to be the one to bring down Pastor? Who wants to be the one that has grandpa, granddaddy caught, pulled out, handcuffed, walking through the living room at dinner time? But it 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 has to be. I'm about prevention. You know what I mean? Like I'm about saying something now before it gets out of hand. We got a lot of weeds, and you can't. If you've ever had a garden, if you've ever had a front yard, backyard, and you get those those big those big wide weeds, you know what I'm saying? Where you you can mow the lawn, but you can tell you didn't do nothing to it because you got to get that shovel in there and you got to get all the roots out. It's the same as when you got bad cavities. You can't just clean the top of your teeth. You got to get that root canal where they drill all the crap, all the infection, all the bacteria, all the way down to the root, clean it out, and then fill it up and start over. We keep, at best, we mow the top of the grass. We go get a teeth cleaner, but don't get the root canal. You know, all right, we're going to kick homie out the house. But we just, but he left grandma's house to go move in with Uncle Mike. Uh, he's still in the family. He's still in, he's, he just ain't there no more. Yeah. You know, but he ain't in jail. Ain't nobody called a law on him. That's crazy, bro. And the reason why we are not as vocal about that, like I said, a lot of us are complicit because we benefit on one end. You may not be the one that had anything to do with with these girls out here being pimped out. You may have had nothing to do with these drugs being sold out of your home. You may have had nothing to do with uh, the argument that led to to James smacking Tina. But James is your son and he can come around your house and you you call it. What, what did Tina do wrong? Yeah. You know, Tina gets smacked by James. But you can just kind of come here and, and just ice it. Y'all can talk it out. And then you send Tina back home. I wonder how many of those girls that they found have become were on missing, you know, reports. I'm not sure on that number. You know, yeah, I, I'll be I'd love to see that statistic. Right. Because yeah. We have so many women, young girls, excuse me, um, that go missing yeah. all the time. And I and then. It just makes you wonder, like, golly, how, how sick this world really is and how so many of us participate in being complicit about the things that go on without even knowing that we are, right? We don't, yeah. we don't even really realize that, oh, well, you know, we're kind of allowing that. That's why I tend to, to cut off ties with certain individuals that I used to, to run with, right? I can't be around their negativity and hear their stuff. I can't yeah. participate in that because... Then I am uh, 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 another person that is a part of this cycle, right? And this cycle that we have to end and we have to stop. It's just, it's madness. It's crazy how out of all of these states, you had one of the biggest busts here, Sacramento, Chico, Fresno, right? Yep, South Lake Tahoe. South Lake Tahoe. South Lake Tahoe. Places that you're just kind of like, nah. Everybody go to Tahoe, go on the lake, go on the water. People think about, like, if you're from this region, you can really you can really put that together. If you're in Sacramento, how many people go to Chico to party yeah. and go party out on the water? Yeah. You see all them girls on boats? A lot of them are working girls. Oh, Runaways. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> definitely. Like, I'm saying, for, for folks to get that visual, when you start thinking about that now, you know what I'm saying? And in a 200-mile radius of a nationwide hunt... You can't have that much activity. That was one swoop. You, they they found and released and, and saved 84 children and over 130 arrests. That's one swoop. That's not like, okay, that we, we, we didn't tapped every resource, knocked on every door, kicked in every door and found everybody. This is not China. This is not Germany. This is not uh, Cuba. <laughs> yeah. America. This is Northern California, Northern and Central California. 
know what I'm saying? And that type of activity, like I said, it only happens two ways. You got to have somebody who's willing to do it and somebody who's willing to look the other way. Turn the other cheek. You got to continue it. Well, the thing about it as well, as we all know, that this is big business. And yeah. I think that there always been the, the um, theory that there's so much at stake and there's so many lies. And that's why I think that with the Hollywood being exposed piece, it's always been, I know what you're doing, so you're not going to do that to me because you know that I can expose you where there's so many people that walk that thin line between trying to be righteous and just being a douchebag and a dirt a dirt bag that hear these things that are happening they just don't realize that their involvement creates not only this culture to continue to, to manifest but it, it it creates these lives to forever be attached to these chaotic moments i mean think about what these kids have to deal with when they're that three month old think ain't never that. gonna be on come on man like, like, yeah, like, never, like i'm saying like, that, that three like, month old ain't never gonna be on it's one thing if they knew with knowledge what they were doing i'm getting myself into this i have an idea what this will take me to and and, and how i'm gonna go as an adult of course yeah. and that's what i want to do but what choice does a three-month-year-old have and then at the same time, like, what is going on? What kind of sick mind or, 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 or mentality if they're saying, and I, and I hope that it's not just an exaggeration to get people um, mm. riled up. No. But what is a three-month-year-old? And put this in perspective, too. The youngest was three-month. That wasn't the only infant or small that child. That crazy. That just happened to be the youngest age. There had to be some of these kids that have been on missing reports that have been found finally. There has to be, cause I just just. You there will be some. You also got to remember there will be children of women who have been previously trafficked. Yeah. So you get these 13, 14, 15, 16 year olds that are being pimped out. They get pregnant. And then, a sad majority, will probably go back. Yeah, and so because all they know is that the average age was fifteen. So in order for you to get fifteen as the average with the youngest as a three month old. I mean, they're trafficking these women into their adult lives. That 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 kind of that kind of reminds me of the story of the young girl. Um, what's her name? Um, the girl went up the hill. No, Cynthia Brown. Is it? Is it? Is it her? Is it? Um, the one that was uh, incarcerated. Yeah. Is that her? her, her I want to say. Yeah. I'll give it exact name. Okay. Yeah, I do. Uh, Brown is the last name. Yeah. Um, the the tragedy in that, you know, how she was getting pimped out and. <laughs> And whatever, how some people want to try to uh, throw the story as far as, well, when she, I, I, I want to believe. Centoya Brown. Centoya? Centoya. Centoya um, Brown. When, uh, she, did she kill her? The, yeah, she killed uh, more so the person, her abuser. Yeah, she killed the abuser, took her his car and, and, and kind of, I don't know, whatever she did. But she got what, life? Damn near. I think they gave her like 39 years. Almost 40 years. <laughs> and it's just like, how did she get that? Then the white boy who's raping folks while they sleep got six to four months. The swimmer. Swim team dude just got, got to go home. Did he do? He did at least four months, right? That I think between the time it took to get through the court stuff, most of that was time served. So because people don't forget that the judicial system, when you hear something like, oh, you're going to do six months. Well, if it's been a trial that's been leading up to a year, if they help, if they hold you because of your of potential flight risk, you can do your six months waiting for your trial to come yeah. out. So then as soon as Time they'll say, more. yeah, they'll say six months, give them six months and then two years probation. But we're going to give you credit for the time you already served. So pretty much you get to go home tonight. If you are not outraged by that young girl and y'all trying to cry and scream to me about Libya. Like, I can't take you seriously. You better be crying about Flint. Again, another thing. Flint. Like, still bad water. Just still bad water. 300, almost 300 babies now have not come into this world or didn't come into this world healthy due to excessive lead poisoning because of that poor water situation in Flint, Michigan. I'm saying these are the things that go on out here in the world that you may not be the evil genius who's 
tying some lady to the train tracks. You may not be the one that's sitting there uh, doing all the mean spirited dictator stuff, whipping people, enslaving them. You may not be out there trafficking. You may not be out here pimping. You may not be out here drug dealing. You may not be putting your hands on somebody or sexually assaulting or oppressing somebody. But your silence, your complicitness to the situation that's going on, you not saying something is saying it's okay. You not doing something is allowing it to continue. You caping for these folks who's doing wrong. You riding shotgun. You bat, you robbing today, Batman. You know what I'm saying? You Clyde, you know, you Bonnie today, Clyde. Yeah, so you may something. you may sit there and act like I'm not the one who did it, but you the wheel man. You may not be the one. You the you the you the, you the shooter. You 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 the lookout. You the accomplice. And if you don't like the things that are going on in this world, you can't sit a keep a back seat and keep yourself silent and let these things continue and let these people cry and suffer and be in pain. You have to open up your mouth and, and say something. And say something. I'm Jermaine Morris here with Barry Axis. Damn. How can folks keep up with you in these these troubling times and in these cold ass streets? Barry Axis on Facebook, Barry Axis on Twitter, and on Instagram at Team Boy at Team Boy and uh, Black Blueprints with a Z dot com. Jermaine Morris on Facebook, every other social media platform. It is at J Morris CEO. I'm Jermaine here. Also remember the email. So say something to podcast at gmail.com. Questions, issues, things you want to go on about the show. Holla. Maybe you want to be on the podcast. Whatever. Heavy shit today. Heavy shit, man. A lot of stuff thinking about uh, the new regime and. All this sex trafficking, these young kids, it's crazy. There's a lot going on that we need to, to be involved with and say something about it. Say something, be involved, and don't have this fake-ass rage, man. That's it. Till next show. Peace. We'll holla at you later.